Hi guys, today is June 4th, 2020, and I was looking at the numbers of it, and it's 4 and 4, so today is 4, and the year is 4, so that makes it 8. So 4 is about stability, 8 is about constant effort, so this week's vibes can be about, you know, stability and constant effort, or lack thereof. But um, on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about dealing with haters, um, in tarot, different cards can represent haters. It can one some of the examples can be page of swords, like someone double dealing, um, the devil, uh, someone just being a devil. You know, um, justice can indicate um, lack of justice, injustice. You know, not being fair. Um, seven of swords can mean backstabbing. Um, page of cups can mean immaturity. Queen of swords can reverse can mean. Um, slander. So these are some examples of some of the tarot cards that can represent um, haters, um, but it depends on the reader and, you know, their interpretations. Everybody's going to read differently. You know, everybody will, you know, um, see something differently, but it's about the reader and how they put it together. But that's just examples of it. But on today's topic on dealing with haters, you know, what is hate? You know, um, well, hate is anything that brings malicious intent to someone else or a dislike or a harm to someone you know um, like road rage you know or just verbal assault you know um, it can be caused by jealousy um, envy um, pain personal gain racism um, egoism fear um, you can have haters in social class you remember that movie Titanic with uh, Jack and Rose, you know, Jack was staying in the bottom of the, of the living area and then Rose was on top. So, um, you know, you know that, and that creates hate, you know, um, so hate can come in different levels. Um, so, but just in looking at the general population, you know, you can look at your, ask yourself or look at your population and your demographics that you live in and see, you know, um, where the hate lies, you know, and how do you deal with it and how does your community deal with it um i'm gonna look at egoism because it's like well, what makes racism what makes somebody racist where does racism come from you know where does it originate you know and uh, you know a um, characteristic that can be that can fuel racism is egoism you know and it's like well what is egoism you know egoism is this, uh, this character of all and knowing you know or this feeling of number one you know, it's a, it's a belief or it's a trait, you know, one, one, or it can be individual or it can be a community that has this. Um, and this egoism trait um, leads to abuse of authority and it interferes with how that person processes, you know, processes the psychological processes, you know, like how do they process, you know, their thinking, how do they process their function, their actions. And if they're driven by egoism, it's going to be hindered to make a moral decision or to have, um, you know, uh, a fair process. They're not going to be, they're going to be unfair because if someone is driven or if a community is driven by egoism, this is going to cause them to um, make unfair processes, you know, and make unethical and moral judgments. You know, um, it's ignorance. You know, ignorance is defined as um, the unknowing. You know, um, you know, 
you can be educated, but you can still be ignorant. Because <laughs> part of a definition of ignorance is uneducated. But you know, um, as we know, we know many people that are educated and they can still be very ignorant. So, um, and they may have to work with a lot of ignorance. But that's just an example of, of a psychological trait that can be fueled by fueled for someone to be racist. So let's look at the origin of racism. You know, Darwin looked at it. You know, he wrote about it in his books. Um, different uh, biologists or evolutionists had uh, different opinions of it. You know, um, some of the stuff is misread. It depends on how you interpret. You know, how do you process his work? You know, how do you, you know, see it? But um, he was one uh, that looked at it. You know, and uh, in a science and a mankind kind of way. You know, in an anthropology kind of way. You know, uh, racism was. You know, what is racism? You know, it's this intense concern for purity of a given race by avoiding admixture with any other race. And if mixed with traits of other races will produce an inferior race. So this was, um, it's a view, right? It's a view. It's someone's, it's a view. You know, and this view was used first in Europe, second in the United States. Third, you could see it with the Jews and Nazis. So it's a... Uh, you know, this is, uh, was, was studied back then, you know, and, uh, but with Darwin, it's just about when you look at race, you know, just in general life, study, it's about just being, a, being are you able to adapt, you know, um, you know, like, uh, is your business going to be able to adapt to the changes that are going on right now today, you know, is your health going to be able to adapt to the changes that your body's doing today, you know, is your relationship going to be able to adapt to the changes that's going on today, you know, so it's about adaptability, um, so, uh, so that's just like a, like, a, like a history of it. But let's look at racism. You know, let's see. What, let's talk about what's going on today. You know, um, I pulled these statistics out of this book called Criminal Justice in Search of Truth. So when we look at blacks, you know, African Americans. You know, when you look at the stats and the vehicle stops and the citations and the arrest by police and, and the sentencing, eighty-five percent. With vehicle stops, 90% citations, 93% arrested by police, you know, and blacks have two times um, probability of getting sentenced. So when you when you look at these stats, it's obvious, you know, it, it, there isn't any question about it that there is unjust, you know, when it comes to minorities. It's a fact, you know, like like with the statistics, you know, and uh, the research, you know, and uh, just evidence, you know. But when you look at civil rights, you know, it's like, uh, you know. This is, you know, against civil rights, you know, regardless of your views. You know, when you look at what formulates policies in America, you know, right now as we stand, the current administration has the policy where, let's say, Tim and John, uh, Tim has a heart attack, so John drives Tim to the hospital. If that doctor doesn't want to treat Tim and Tom because it's against his religion, because it's against the doctor's religion, he has that right to refuse treatment to that patient. Um, because people look at it, because uh, this policy is looking at it as like, uh, you know, civil rights. You know, it's like in America, you have freedom to um, practice your religion. But when you take that belief to work and you endanger the harm of a society and a community, that's unethical. That's unethical. You can, religion doesn't define a person of ethics or morals. You know, um, religion is a belief. But it doesn't, uh, it's not someone's uh, personality traits, you know. You're either going to be ethical or you're going to be unethical. Um, and that's by someone's psychological, uh, psychological, uh, you know, uh, 
processes. But um, some ways to deal with racism, you know, is uh, stay calm, you know, speak up. Like everyone's speaking up now, you know, like what happened to George um, Floyd. You know, you have to speak up, tell your story, you know, um, be compassionate with yourself. If you, are dealing, if you are dealing with racism in school, you know, at the university, um, you know, or even in high school or schools, um, you know, definitely speak up and then also, also transfer. Because you know how when you deal with universities or any type of structure, you know, um, it, it can be difficult to get your voice heard, you know, you know, just like when women get assaulted, you know, how many years did it take, um, you know, the university to be held accountable for that, you know, and it's just not one university, it's many universities, so even with racism, you know, uh, or even being bullied at work, you know, uh, you know, so it's, it's regardless, but it hates there, it's everywhere, you know, um, so what are some solutions, what does justice look like to, with, with, uh, with racism, you know, and, what, and what's going on today in the news, you know, first of all is the outcome of justice, you know, the sentencing, you know, if it was, if the roles were reversed, what would that look like, you know, second is prevention, you know, how are you going to address racism in America, um, you have to look at it on a local, state, federal, and government level, um, just like when they have programs for drunk driving, or, uh, you know, putting on your seatbelt, or, you know, health campaigns, you know, uh, this has to be part of it. You know, racism has to be part of public health um, because it's a it's a it's a public health issue. You know, they have what they have mental health and public health. They have what mental illness. They have you know diabetes. You know, they have chronic diseases. You know, hypertension, obesity. You know, uh, domestic assault. You know, um, they have a lot of topics, but but they don't have racism and they also don't have pedophilia. You know, those are two things that um, that uh, should be on the public health uh, list. Um, but to address, to address racism, there has to be a prevention program that are, that's implemented in, in different sections, you know, like I said, the local, state, federal, and government, because it's a problem of the way the history of America was formulated, and it's, it's, it's so prevalent, you know. Um, so it's like addressing it early in uh, grade school, you know, and then um, middle school and high school, because that's the, the foundation is, is uh, ad addressing it early. Um, so that was today's topic, and uh, until next time, namaste.